the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow. Join the conversation now by texting Scott in the SoCal Live studio at 213-537-3812. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Southern California Live. It is Election Day. I hope that you are out there and hope that you have voted. I hope that you have already voted and I hope that you don't... uh, Don't get afraid to go vote because of the bad weather. Get out there and do what you're doing. Um, How was it out there? How was it out there as you uh, look to vote? Give me a call and let me know. 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. You can also send me an email, SoCalLive at KKLA.com. I'd love to know what was it like out there for you today. It is Election Day or is it going to be Election Week? It took two weeks to, to call every state. In modern elections, more and more ballots are being cast in early voting and also by mail. And many states don't start counting those ballots until after the ballots, uh, after, pardon me, after the polls close on November 8th. So you heard the president say this the other night. He has been very clear on this as well. We may not know all the winners of elections for a few days. It takes time to count all legitimate ballots in a legal and orderly manner. That's how how this is supposed to work. And it's important for us to all be patient when, while votes are, are being counted. That was Karine Jean-Pierre, the president's spokesperson, who was reminding us that the election is not going to end today. And you know what? This has got to change. When did this start happening that it takes a week? Arizona said that it's going to take until Friday before they can get all of their votes counted, 99% of them counted. Pennsylvania um, is saying also several days. California, by the way, is in the mix of that. Our, our elections are probably not going to be controversial, except that we are so slow. Part of that is because you can mail in your ballot and you can mail it in all the way up as long as it's postmarked today. So if you're out there to mail your ballot, make sure you drop it in a box where it'll get postmarked. If it's not postmarked by today, then uh, it's not going to count, or so they say. And uh, so California's a mess, too. It might be it might be 10 days, 12 days, they're saying, in California before we know. When did this start happening that we just don't know who won on election night? This is new. This is not something... And there's always been counting going on. That's That part is true, but not so much that we just don't know. Usually... All of the votes are in. They're waiting for some absentees to show up, and they're waiting for some overseas. There's always a few ballots that trickle in that get counted. But unless the election is only within, you know, a few, they've always been counted. How are you feeling about things today? What was your experience voting? Did you go vote? Did you actually stand in line or go to a polling place and vote? 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. I think that what we're going to see is the real political race between Pennsylvania and Arizona to see which state will be the larger dumpster fire over the next week. You know that that's true. (laughs) It is, uh, you know, but then's the breaks. It is just ridiculous. What is what is happening in Arizona? Pennsylvania was in the lead this morning before before the polls opened this morning. I would have told you that Pennsylvania will be the dumpster fire, that there will be protests, angry people, all kinds of stuff, regardless of which direction it goes, by the way. 
If uh, John Fetterman, that candidate, Senate candidate uh, for the Democrats, loses, it'll be the Democrats all up in arms. And the reason will be because they are not counting ballots according to a Supreme Court order, Pennsylvania Supreme Court, that aren't dated because the law says the actual law, which you're supposed to follow, you know, the way to keep elections fair is whatever the laws are. The law might be stupid, okay, but you have to go by what the law says at the time of the election. And some of the controversy that's gone on in uh, particularly 2020 and then uh, some already this time is people want to avoid the law. Now, there's certain times when maybe there's there's a reason. Okay, polls close at 8 o'clock, but if the line is, is wrapped around the building and it's 8 o'clock, but people are there by 8 o'clock, I think you should go ahead and extend the time and let them vote. You know, sometimes there are circumstances that happen and a polling office gets closed down and a judge might step in and allow the voting. You know, sometimes reasonable people can decide to uh, keep the vote going. But in this case, in Pennsylvania, what's going on is you, you, if you mailed in your ballot, which they weren't allowed to even start counting those ballots till this morning. That's why things are so bad there. But if you didn't put the date on it, they don't count it. Now, it might seem irrelevant, but the thing is, is that if it takes you days to process the ballots... And since people are accusing you of cheating, whether there's evidence or not of that, and they're accusing you of adding ballots to the tally later in the week so that your side wins, well, that's the reason that the date is necessary on there, because then you can prove when when it was brought in. I mean, anybody can just write the date down, okay? But all of that is, that's the reason, okay? So it's not a bad reason. It's, I can understand why you might have forgot to date it. I've forgotten to date checks before, back in the day when I used to write a check. I can't even think of the last time I actually wrote a physical check. But back in the day, I can remember uh, getting the date, uh, forgetting to date it, or usually I put the wrong year on it because I forget. I can understand. Anyway, Pennsylvania, uh, that was all worked out. And then this morning, the Fetterman campaign is suing to get those ballots counted because there's about 3,500, they think, at least, maybe more than that, that are being tossed uh, for not having the date. Um, And uh, Pennsylvania is sort of a mess anyway. But Arizona has moved into the lead as far as the uh, dumpster fire uh, lead for uh, election results. Arizona went into the lead this morning because their machines aren't working. So what happens is we have two tabulators. One of the tabulators is not working, okay? The other tabulator is taking about 75% successful. So 25% of them are being misread, and it could be a printer issue, um, or it could be the tabulator itself. So when it's misread, you have an option to put it into what's called box three, and it gets spread, whether it goes downtown and gets spread manually, or whether it gets refed in into our tabulator. You don't want to adjudicate. They get read, no. okay? So no one's trying to <laughs> deceive anybody. Of course not. Not on election day. That would never happen, right? No, so, that would never happen. So what you have here is furious people in Arizona and in Maricopa County. Maricopa County is the county that includes Phoenix, okay? It's by far the biggest county and will decide the election in the state of Arizona. And, you know, in Arizona, the governor candidate, Carrie Lake, the Republican, is uh, running and she has made made it very clear that she expects that there might be some some cheating. And uh, she has made statements like uh, we need to get as many people out to vote so that we can beat the cheat is the idea. And I've heard that from different places across the country, right, that if you just get enough people out there and uh, you can beat the cheat. So. It's ground zero for a lot of the controversy. And of all the places in the country where you might have controversy, the fact that it's in Arizona 
is remarkable that that would happen. And people are mad. Carrie Lake was mad. And it's it's very, very um, – it's just, it's just a bad situation. So here you have a bunch of people waiting, and they're already threatening to sue. And in the next clip, you hear the same um, – uh, it's an election official trying to explain what's going wrong with the machine. So basically the machine is unable to tabulate the votes, not all of them, but like 20 percent. And the problem is, is that once you sign in to vote and you've put your name in, now you've got to wait for those machines to work in order for your vote to count. And uh, it's a mess. It's a mess. So here you're going to hear people uh, getting upset outside who have already been there when they're told they have to stick around. So choices are, you know, you guys. Sure. No, no way. I don't know if you can hear that, but a a voter is saying is just very upset and being told that she's going to have to wait probably hours because the machines don't work. Now, here's the here's the kicker. So Carrie Lake, who is the Republican, her opponent is Katie Hobbs. Katie Hobbs is the current secretary of state in Arizona, which means she's in charge of the election. She oversees the entire process. You couldn't write this script. You could not. And it's already a mess. And uh, so we'll see what happens. You know, I mean, I think if uh, Carrie Lake is far enough ahead or, you know, then uh, no one's going to say say anything there. It just gets worse and worse. Carrie Lake had this to say. They got to fix the problem. This is incompetency. I hope it's not malice, but we're going to fix it. We're going to win. And when we win, there's going to be come to Jesus for elections in Arizona. There's going to be a come to Jesus. There is going to be a come to Jesus. I don't think she means that people are going to get saved. I don't feel like that's the uh, the, the thing that she means there. You're listening to Southern California Live. What are your thoughts about it's election day? What was your experience when you went out to vote? Did you have any trouble? Did things go pretty smooth? Did you have to wait in line? Have you, are you frustrated? Have you figured it out? 888-528-2557. Give us a call. 888-528-2557 is the number. You can also send an email to SoCalLive at KKLA.com. Uh, anyway, so she talked about uh, Carrie Lake, a, a come-to-Jesus moment. And what she means is that uh, if she gets to be governor, they're going to overhaul the voting system, which obviously they need to do. I think a lot of states need to do this. Florida, by the way, you are going to know who won. Because after the year 2000 Bush-Gore mess, they fixed it. And tonight you will find out who wins those races for the most part in Florida. And if they come down to, you know, 50 votes, 100 votes, there'll be recounts. I think there's an automatic recount if it's a, if it's 1% difference or not. So it might take, you know, some time. But they do that recount pretty fast, too. And, you know, there's no reason that every state can't do this. Now, I'm a guy who gets into the elections like it's kind of a sport, okay? I I am tracking all of the races. I'm excited. I've got my uh, my program on uh, tonight that you can join me for. The Ferocious Election Day special. And uh, right after the show, we'll get started uh, on it. And uh, you can find it by going to our website, looking for our show and the program guide, Southern California Live, and click the link. Otherwise, just go to Facebook, look for the... Fer- Ferocious Election Day special, F-U-R-R-O-W, that's my last name, F-U-R-R-O-W-C-I-O-U-S, Election Day special, or go to ferocious.com. You can sign up, it's free. It's just tons of 
of results. And my goal is to get you the results before the TV does. That's usually my thing. And whichever side wins, it's nonpartisan. I don't, you know, if you're, there's people on there who are so far left, they're on the moon. And there's people on there who are so far right, you know, they're still hiding underneath the Capitol in a buffalo suit waiting to pounce. It's just, somebody's going to get mad at me for both of those things. I'm just saying that everybody is a part of this because it's just about results. I think we can have a a nonpartisan conversation. We can acknowledge that there are problems in Arizona and problems in Pennsylvania, but we can also state what they are. You know, Carrie Lake said in her comment that she hopes it's not malice, the reason the machines are broken. And I'm glad she said that because maybe it's not malice. Maybe it is just incompetence. The frustration thing is, well, tensions are high. Well, people are worried about accusations of cheating or actual cheating, election deniers, all of those kinds of things. And then you have this problem in the one state that's going to be on fire because of that. I mean, it's pretty uh, – it's just a, it's just a dumpster fire. It really is. Anyway, get out there and vote. Um, by the way, I'm wearing four I Voted stickers. Do you have an I Voted sticker? It's one thing everybody loves, the I Voted sticker. I love the I Voted sticker. I think that this is a, a nonpartisan thing, the I Voted sticker. We all get to have our I Voted sticker and uh, carry them around. I'm wearing four of them. And what's kind of funny to me is that I uh, wear those around. And usually I just wear two. Today I'm wearing four. I just want to see if there's a difference. But I usually wear two because some people laugh, but other people look at me and they go, Did, and they're very serious. And sometimes I've had people angry with me because they believe I voted twice. And so now what I have is I have an I voted I have two I voted stickers that are the white ones that you get if you actually vote in person. And then I have two of the blue ones that came with your mail-in ballot. Um, so it says, hey, I, uh, I vote. I voted. I voted. And then I voted by mail. I voted by mail, they say. So it looks like I voted four times. And uh, you, you, people, we are so so mistrusting, I think, that we're just wondering, hey, did you really, did you really vote four times, Scott? And my answer is not as far as you know. <clears throat> and then I move on. It is illegal, by the way. And if you're in Riverside County and they sent you two ballots, don't send them both in. In fact, you have to send in the one that you got first because some of you got two ballots. You have to send in the one that you got first. They're going to cancel the second one that they sent you. And if you lost track of it, then go to the voting booth, you know, go to the place where you can actually vote in person, which I think is great. Don't you love it? I used to love going to uh, somebody's garage and, uh, and voting. And I still do it. I still I go vote in person. I went and voted in person. And there was a line today, actually, which surprised me. I usually don't have a line or, you know, or it's one person maybe ahead of me. Uh, there was actually quite a bit of a line today. I don't know if that means anything. 888-528-2557. What was your experience Today in in voting, Jennifer in Los Angeles. Welcome to Southern California Live. Hi, Jennifer. You with me? It's like, yeah. I can you hear me? Yeah. Go ahead. Okay, I did vote, and there was a big line, and I was excited about seeing the line because, to be honest, quite a few of my friends did not vote. They yeah. said, "What is voting going to do for me?" But I voted. My whole family voted. And there was a big line, and we were just happy that, you know, we participated. Do you have – have you voted before where there's a big line? Was that unusual for you? It was – well, um, I did see a huge line when it was Biden and Trump. Um, other than that, prior to that, never a line. I never really encountered the line that I did 
Uh, to me, this time it seemed like a larger line than normal, particularly in the area in which I live. So yeah. I was excited to see that, especially since quite a few people I know didn't vote. I was excited to see that other people were excited to go out there and exercise their right to vote. Why do you think they didn't vote, your friends? Oh, I can tell you, um, we had a big conversation about this in the office yesterday, and quite a few people said, what does it matter? My vote doesn't matter. Things are never going to change. We're still going to have homeless problems. There's still going to be inflation. And then I'm hearing that uh, some people think that um, the votes are rigged. So it just depends, because I have friends that are both liberal and I have friends that are conservative. I have some liberal friends that did vote that are terrified and they're sick to their stomach. They're worried. So there's just quite a few different reasons. And do you think that they're worried because they think that it's the end of democracy or are they worried? You know, do you find yeah. that your conservative and liberal people who think who don't vote, do they have some of the same reasons or are they different reasons? Um, I can tell you. So my African-American friends uh, that that will not vote, and they refuse to vote, particularly the ones I work with, said that the black vote doesn't matter, and Democrats take advantage of the black vote. Then I have friends that are, you know, of other races that are um, more um, liberal, that they're terrified that the Republicans are going to uh, win because they've, con- they've convinced people that Biden isn't doing enough, um, the inflation, and that the media is skewed more towards the conservative side. So there's so many different reasons why everybody is, is you know, why they're paranoid or why they won't vote. It's, it's really fascinating, to be honest. For me, I just I just said, I this is what I'm supposed to do, and I'm going to do the best I can and hope for the best, because I'm not thinking about me. I'm thinking about everybody else and our future and the kid, our kids' future. Yeah, you got to vote. Hey, Jennifer, thank you very much for, for giving us a call. Uh, today and for voting, 888-LA-TALKS, 888-528-2557 is the number. Wondering what your experience was? How are you feeling about the, the voting? Um, let's go to Dave in Burbank. Welcome to Southern California Live. Hi. Hi, Dave. Go ahead. Scott? Yeah. Hey. Yeah, I just got back from uh, the uh, bowling, voting uh, about two hours ago. All right. How was it for you? Uh, it was... Nobody was there uh, in line, no line. I just was frequently just came right on in. They ushered me to a a machine. I sat down. They asked if I'd like a chair. I took a chair. I had my voting references with me, and uh, I spent a good time. Times uh, people started filling up uh, while I was there. Okay, so Uh, people came while you were there. I originally got up and I saw it raining. I go, oh, no. Yeah. And I said, well, I'm going to hold this off. I'm going to wait. And when the rain let up at about noon, that's when I took off. And that's when the rain stopped. So I timed it really well. All right. Well, thank you very much for getting out there and, and voting and for calling uh, Southern California Live. 888-528-2557. What was your experience in voting today? What are some of your thoughts? I'm curious, you know, do you feel like you know, your vote doesn't count or that it won't be received, you can actually go to the Secretary of State website and uh, you can at least track your vote, your ballot, to make sure it got counted is is how that works. I think that's good. I think that we need more of that. You know, I would love to have a scan of my ballot and find out if it got counted the right way, right? But, uh, um, you know, do you feel like, and maybe being in California, you know, I think that what we're hearing is interesting. Do you feel like you're just being taken advantage of or that it doesn't matter? Um, you know, there's 
there's people uh, if you are if you're more conservative or Republican in California, um, there's a chance I think that Lan He Chen, who's running for state controller, he might win statewide office. He'll be the first Republican in what 14 years or something like that to win any statewide office. You know the reason for that? The reason for that is there's a lot of Democrats in our in our state. Uh, that's the reason for that. And the Republicans have basically no good organization. 888-528-2557. Todd and Duarte, welcome to Southern California Live. Todd. Hello. Go ahead, Todd. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Yeah, go ahead. Can you hear, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Uh, yeah. Uh, actually, uh, I'm in Duarte right now, but I live in Costa Mesa. Uh, my wife is uh, with, uh, with doctor's appointments all day, so... Uh, I'm sitting in a parking lot and uh, listening to uh, the radio station. Yeah. And Did you vote today? I, I love the I love the show. Yeah, we voted on our way out of town, and uh, my wife couldn't get out of the car, so we filled out the mail-in ballots uh, last night and uh, dropped them off at the uh, polling place. There was nobody there. It was like uh, easy peasy. Uh, handed the, uh, uh, the 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 ballot packets in, and the only thing that they wanted to know was that the back of it was filled out properly. Yeah. Well, all right. And I'm glad. It, I'm glad it, that you guys it, were were able to vote and uh, that you got that yeah, done in the middle of uh, all of your uh, doctor's appointments and stuff. And, and, I, and I'm wearing two. I voted. Oh, you are okay. So, like me, you've got a couple of them on. Do people give you looks? Do they? Do they think maybe you voted twice? Uh, no, they just look at me and uh, say, "Oh, yeah, you you voted." And I went, "Of course I did." I mean, <laughs> I, I remember the hippie days of my youth where people would say, "Oh, I'm protesting by not voting," and I went, "Are you kidding me?" Yeah, well, sometimes, you know, yeah, that's uh, that's coming back with some people, I think, voting? but. You got to vote. You know, you know if the system, I got to go to the, the the only wasted vote is a vote that's not cast. That's right, Todd. I got to go to a break, but I appreciate that. You're right. The only wasted vote is a vote that's not cast. You know, I think even if you just think it's not any good, you still got to do it, and then keep trying to 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 work on the system and and be a you know be be there when things are going on because uh, don't just care every two years when you get a vote. You know, care now and be connected. I got to take a break. You're listening to Southern California Live. When we come back, we'll take your, more of your calls. What was your experience like voting? How are you feeling like? Uh, you know, did you have a line? Was it complicated? Any problems or did it go smoothly? And also, how are you feeling about it? 888-528-2557 is the number. 888-528-2557. You're listening to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow. I'll be back as the Tuesday edition continues. Stay tuned. This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow. Text Scott right now in the SoCal Live studio at 213-537-3812. Welcome back, everybody. It is Election Day. Time to get out there and uh, make your vote count. 
I take offense at our policies and strategies. That was Governor Newsom. It's one of my favorite clips. He he made a mistake in saying that. We he said that in his debate with his opponent uh, Brian Dolly in his in the debate. He meant I take offense at your policies and strategies, but he said this. I take offense at our policies and strategies. <laughs> well, if you take offense at the policies and strategies of your political leaders, or if you want to see them continue. Your vote actually matters. How's it going out there for you? How was your experience voting today? Do you feel confident about your vote in California? Are you worried about things uh, nationally? How's it going? 888-528-2557. Angela in Glendora. Welcome to Southern California Live. Hi. I just wanted to share my experience today. It was a great experience. I live in Glendora, and there was a lot of seniors out in spite of the rain. And um, everything went really smooth. Uh, They're very helpful. They were very helpful today. Uh, They were, you know, if you didn't know how to use the machines or whatever, Hmm. I debated whether to drop off because I had it all filled out ready to drop off. But I went ahead and voted anyway on the machine uh, in faith (laughs) that the machine was going to be okay. (laughs) And it was a great experience. And um, I lost my husband almost two years ago in December to covid and it's the first time in 43 years and I've ever gone to the polls by myself to vote. Hmm. And he was a great leader of my house. And so he would help me fill out my ballot. We talked about it and we would discuss everything for months, you know. And so uh, I had to do my own thing this time. But you know what? I was just pleased with the way everything went. And I just don't understand what it, what is all the problem out there. Because, you know, we've been voting. I'm 60 nine years old and and i've been voting since the very first time i could vote and i and there was never any problem i don't understand what's going on now yeah angela it's a you know california it's been better i mean i think it's going to be slow in the count um but uh you know there hasn't been too many problems last i had a good experience voting this time last time it was kind of messed up but uh, it still worked i still had confidence that my vote counted Angela, and did you feel like this time you did all of your own uh, research of the candidates and putting all that together? I'm sorry about your husband, by the way, uh, passing away. um, I have a real good network. We have a lot, you know, I have a beautiful support system and and, uh, prayer warriors, and we are, we network and we uh, compare uh, voting guides and we listen to everything we can listen to and, and just gather all the material and then we all work together. So, uh, it's a, you know, I have, I've had a beautiful experience with that. And, uh, I thank God for that. Yeah. that I have such a good, you know, support system. I think people should do that because I think it helps. It yeah. really helps to make wise decisions. I yeah. think it does. And Angela, so. thanks so much for calling and thanks for, for getting out there and voting and not being intimidated by it. I think there's some people who don't yes. vote because they're intimidated by the process. Praise Jesus. Yeah. I made it. <laughs> All right. Angela, thanks so much. Thanks so All much right. for calling Bye-bye. Southern California Live. Uh, Marco and Palos Verdes, welcome to Southern California Live. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate that. Yeah. How was your voting experience today? It was it was uh, easy, nice, uh, um, no no problems. Uh, it was a lot of people, but uh, I always noticed, though, that um, for some reason, it looks like whoever's in charge, they're like liberals, like left. I'm not profiling, but uh, it looks like to me the way kind of uh, they control uh, the whole uh, premises. Well, there's there's a couple. 
Yeah, Marco, that's because a lot of people who are conservative, for some reason, they don't volunteer to go work at the polls. I don't know why that is, but that is the case. You know, I'm honest with you. Um, I'm from Mexico. And many times uh, I became a American citizen 20 years ago. And I'm, I never voted until President Trump came on, on that. And he can kind of opened my eyes in the sense um, to how important it is to vote. But I do hesitate because uh, I'm from a, from a country where I'm actually skating there because what I'm seeing right now, exactly what I'm looking at right now, I went through that 35 years ago. Mm. And I, I'm, I'm come a little bit of uh, um, scared to vote against the Democrats because I know what about they have to see who's voting against them because that's how it was in Mexico. And they take uh, uh, whatever, how they <clears throat> use them. You know, um, yeah. using the IRAs or they use uh, uh, the loan for. I, I just petrified. Yeah, well, Marco. I, I did. Marco, I appreciate that you voted, and I think that your story and what you experienced, I think that's a good story to tell people because I think that a lot of people in the United States sort of don't, you know, understand or have the sense that they used to have for what a great what a great freedom it is, our voting system, even with all the conversation about how messed up it is. And I know we probably need Jimmy Carter out here to figure out if our votes are valid, but like he used to go to other countries. But what you're describing right now is a story that we hear often from people who came from communist countries or countries that are run by warlords or people in very corrupt governments. And we need to hear how they manage to keep the people down. And I think you've got a story there, don't you? Yeah, oh, absolutely. It's, it's, uh, that's why I'm here. Like thousands of my friends, they came to this con- beautiful country. I embrace the culture. I embrace, I become Christian here. And I, I love this country, but uh, it's very sad to see how um, they uh, became like, like, like Mexico. Mexico was like this. We were ruled by the PRI for 70 years. Yeah. 70 years. They have control of everything. It doesn't matter whoever comes. They always steal. They always steal the uh, the election, regardless. Yeah. Marco, and then you say something against them. Yeah. I want to go on some other calls, but your story matters. Yeah. Keep telling it. Don't just tell it around election time. Let people know because I think that people need to. This is a reason to vote and to vote. Uh, this is a reason that we need to vote wisely and not just for whatever letter comes after the name. We need to vote for people who understand what freedom is, how we are going to protect it, and how government ought to work. And um, there's scary stories out there. Uh, there definitely are. Marco, thanks for calling Southern California Live. Uh, Eric in Long Beach, welcome to Southern California Live. Hello. Hi. Uh, great great to be chatting with you. This is such a wonderful topic because just last night uh, I was talking with my wife and two boys. I've got a 24-year-old and a 22-year-old, and uh, we're just blessed. We're a conservative, uh, conservative <clears throat> Christian family. And the conversation was along the lines of, you know, here in California, what does it matter? You know, the the vote just doesn't seem to to make any difference. And I just told them, no, it does. It does. At some point in time, uh, what our hope is, is that there will be enough people voting for a, you know, more stable, perhaps sane, biblical world view that the Republican National Committee will begin putting money into these races. If we can elect people like Lonnie Chan, if we could 
get uh, uh, Dolly up in the, <clears throat> the numbers, perhaps the RNC starts paying attention to us. I said every vote matters, yeah. and, and we all voted. We had a wonderful experience. I'm glad we that you're doing that. Our... I'm glad you're doing that, yeah. Eric. I want to go to, I have a caller in who's a candidate for school board in um, La Mesa, just outside of San Diego, and uh, I'll have him on here in just a second. I want to, you know, remind you, in, in whatever party you're in, your ability to even influence your own party for better policies, better candidates, whatever it is, it matters. You know, if you're a Democrat and you're frustrated with Democrats or you're a Republican and you're frustrated with Democrats, you know, let your voice be heard to your own party. I think that that is how we solve a lot of our problems is that we get Democrats to put forward better Democrats and Republicans to put forward better Democrats. And suddenly you have a better choice. Uh, on what's going out there. In many of the elections we have, there are 2,500 school board positions in California alone on the ballot right now. And with me is Jim Long. Uh, He is running um, in the La Mesa Spring Valley School District outside of San Diego. Is that right, Jim? Hi, Scott. Yes, that's correct. Hey, Jim, you know, we've we've talked. Thanks for calling us up today. How's it going for you today? You're on the ballot. So how how are you feeling about it? Uh, I'm feeling good. I'm pretty relaxed about it, um, excited for the results, and yet just putting it in God's hands. We've talked a lot on our program about the importance of school board uh, voting and encouraging people to vote from the back of their ballot first and to to not mm-hmm. ignore positions like yours that I think some people just they don't look up or they just they figure, well, Jim Long, he has seven letters in his name. I'm going to vote for that guy. Uh, not really the right reason to vote for Jim Long, um, but um, we want this to be important. What would you say, as somebody running for school board, is most important for you? The most important thing, I think, for me is parental involvement. Um, I'm seeing so and hearing so many things about parents being left in the dark about their kids, Um in so many areas, and I think it's super important that parents are involved in their kids' education, know what's going on with their kids um, in the classroom, and and I really want to ensure that we're maintaining that uh, within our district for sure, uh, as well as with my vote across across the state. Jim, you have been on a school board before. When you talk about parental involvement, do you get pushback? I mean, to me, that just seems like the oddest thing in the world, that there would be pushback for parents being a connected. I know parents can be also frustrating. I get that. Um, do you get pushback from uh, some people that say, no, we want to hide this from parents? Thankfully, I haven't heard anyone say that directly to me. I've had people ask about banning books and and things like that. And I, I just reply as uh, parents need to be involved in knowing what their children are reading, what their children are learning in school. And no one really has questioned me on it. I feel pretty thankful and in, in our district uh, uh, so far that people are in support of that. Yeah, that's good. Hey, Jim, can you hang on through a break and just answer a couple more questions? Are you available for that? I am. I know it's a busy day for you. All right, hold on. I'm going to take a break. We'll be back with Jim Long. He is a candidate for school board in La Mesa, just outside of San Diego. And you're listening to Southern California Live. The number is 888-528-2557. If you want to join the conversation, how was your election experience today? 888-528-2557. We'll be right back with candidate Jim Long when the Tuesday edition of Southern California Live continues. 
This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow. Join the conversation now by texting Scott in the SoCal Live studio at 213-537-3812. Welcome back, everybody. Southern California Live, Scott Furrow. I've got Jim Long on the phone. He's a candidate for school board in uh, La Mesa Spring Valley Unified School District. It's on your ballot now. Jim, uh, thanks for calling. I won't keep you too long. I know it's a busy day. You know, there are... We were talking about parental involvement. What are some ways that you think a parent can constructively be involved with their school board? Well, one thing is to attend the meetings. Hmm. We have, when I was on last time uh, from 2016 to 2020, we, we did not have parents come to very many meetings. I think it's really important to hear what the board is approving, what is up before us as a board. And I would love to have parents just be in those meetings. Um, it's, they would learn a lot if they would come to those meetings. I think that's a great answer. I think that I'm hoping that there is a, I don't know, a revival in parenting just to show up and find out, you know, what is going on in the schools. Because I think what happened, Jim, during the COVID is that people, parents all of a sudden got to attend class because they were the Zoom classes and everything. And they were appalled. Yeah. Um, but yeah. this isn't something that, you know, all the stuff with the, the drag queen reading times and the, you know, the, the sex ed that's uh, basically uh, pornography and pushing a, uh, a far left agenda, not biology. These things didn't just show up one day. They showed up because nobody was looking over time. Correct. Yeah. And because people weren't involved, they weren't hearing what's going on. They weren't involved uh, in their and their kids' education, and there's so much they can learn by just having a relationship with the teacher in their classroom, going to back-to-school night. There, It doesn't take much of an investment to really know what's going on above and beyond the, the dropping your kids off at school yeah. every day. Well, I would I would encourage parents who are listening, and I'll I'll let you go here, Jim. After you uh, just tell us again what you're running for. But I encourage parents don't you know to vote for your school board member, but show up you know on tomorrow or whenever this election is over. Um, you need to ask yourself now what, and the answer is not I'll wait two more years so I get to vote again. It's I'm going to go to my school board meeting. I'm going to find out what's going on in my kid's school. Uh, Jim, um, tell us again where you're running, and uh, you can go ahead and ask people to vote for you. (laughs) Thank you, Scott. I'm running for the school board for La Mesa Spring Valley School District, a district of about 10,000 students in East County, San Diego. Great schools, great teachers and staff. People love these kids. And uh, the most important thing that we can do is be involved in our kids' education and uh, speak up and have a voice. And the way you do it is by voting. I hope that people will go out and vote for me uh, so that I can ensure that they have a voice um, in their kids' education. All right, Jim, thank you so much for calling in to Southern California Live, and God bless, and I hope it all uh, works out for you and you find yourself on the school board doing the right thing uh, once again. Thank you so much, Scott. Have a great day. All right, you too. 888-528-2557. If you want to join our conversation, you can also send me an email to SoCalLive at KKLA.com. SoCalLive at KKLA.com. Patricia writes in that uh, her voting experience uh, went uh, pretty well. And um, 
and that she's grateful for voting. I think for most people, it went smoother this time than maybe the primary. When we when we did this at the primary earlier in the year, there was a lot of people calling up with problems. I had problems. It was uh, kind of a mess. Maybe in California, except for the fact that it takes forever to count in California, we're doing okay. Janet writes this. She says, it seems a bit disingenuous to me when a candidate loses and they automatically claim voter fraud. But if they win, most likely they would make no such claim. It seems to me that it seems like poor sportsmanship to me when they do that or like a child throwing a fit when they don't get their way. But uh, with much more serious ramifications, these kind of automatic claims when a person loses is not good or healthy for our democracy. Thanks for thanks, Janet, from for writing that. You know, I think that it is a danger um, of just claiming that because you lost, there must be cheating. And we've seen this on both sides. We And it's been going on now, actually, for 20 years, not just something that started all of a sudden with Donald Trump. It's been going on for a long time. And um, we do have to be careful. Maybe you lost, you know. Um, and at the same time, when we have voting problems, this is this is the problem with the voting problems that we're having in uh, Arizona and Pennsylvania already uh, today. Here's Carrie Lake, the gubernatorial candidate Republican from Arizona today. They gotta fix the problem. This is incompetency. I hope it's not malice, but we're gonna fix it. We're gonna win. And when we win, there's gonna be come to Jesus for elections in Arizona. There's gonna be a come to Jesus. That's what she said. You know, um, I hope that they do fix it, whoever wins. And I think that if you suspect fraud, you know, it's one thing to suspect it. It's an entirely different thing to actually prove it. And sometimes there's there's just, you know, what's happening in Arizona with um, some of the machines broken down. Sometimes, um, you know, or what happens in, in different neighborhoods across the country where people are waiting in line four or six hours. You know, that is voter suppression, right? If you're not going to wait in line six hours to vote or four hours or probably two hours in most places, right? And the, the problem is not enough polling places. The, there's a lot of there definitely ways to fix it. And I think if you feel like you're, there's fraud or, or voter suppression or whatever it is you want to say that's the reason that your candidate lost, you know, if you can prove it in such a way that it's done in court, you need to do that. But if, if not, and you just have some suspicion that something is going on, there are very good solutions. There's a reason that some states don't have this at all and some states are really uh, dealing with it. I think that that is a positive way to take this into the future. We should not be a country in 2022 that has to wait a week for results when most of the world gets them that same night, when we used to get them that same night. That is ridiculous. Machines broken down, that just drives me crazy. You know, did they not? I mean, it happens. I know that things happen. But it's just really, it just creates so many problems. When Carrie Lake says, come to Jesus, it gave me a thought. I thought, where did that come from? Like, when did people start saying that? You know, you're going to have a come to Jesus moment. You know, it's kind of it's not usually meant in a a spiritual Christian way, uh, a come to Jesus moment. Right. It means, you know, I looked it up actually in the dictionary. Webster says uh, a moment of sudden realization or comprehension or recognition that often precipitates a major change. And so I kind of like the idea of come to Jesus moment, because what it means is that you've had an encounter with the truth, with what is ontologically reality truth. Uh, reality, my friends, is persistent. This weird world we live in where there's more than one truth, this weird world we live in where people say, you can have your truth, I can have my truth. No, you can't. You may not understand what is true. There might be things that we'll never fully understand, but there are definitely things that we'll understand. And and I'll tell you what, spiritually, one way or the other, you're going to find out what happens when you die. 
and we all get to have a come-to-Jesus moment is what I believe. Can I remind you about this before we close out this hour? Ultimately, every person you know is going to have a come-to-Jesus moment, a real one. Do not miss this opportunity. And as frustrated as I know so many of you are, and I am with the election process and with the policies that are put forward, and, you know, I don't think we're going to change a lot in our state, but uh, I think we're getting there. I think we're waking up that we need to change how we do things. But regardless of whatever happens, the most important thing that I'm called to do as a citizen of heaven is to demonstrate and announce the gospel to the people that God has placed in my life. See, a come-to-Jesus moment, there's this opportunity. You can't trust politicians ever. When have we ever in the history of mankind trusted politicians? We don't. You know, they're politicians, okay? But you can trust Jesus. You know, he, and Jesus didn't say, hey, uh, just trust me, wink, wink, and then do something else. No, he said, trust me. He said, follow me. And then he died for you. He took the punishment that you deserved, and he died on the cross for your sins. He didn't just say, trust me. He showed you the way. And he, he gave himself. He went all the way for you. And he's the king of kings. See, there's a real come to Jesus moment. Can I leave you with this? First Corinthians chapter 15. Now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you have received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel, you are saved. If you hold firmly to the word I preached to you, otherwise you have believed in vain. For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance. Now, this is the gospel, my friends, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas, Peter, and then to the twelve. After that, he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers and sisters at the same time, most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles, And last of all, he appeared to me also as to one abnormally born. This is Paul writing this. For I am the least of the apostles and do not even deserve to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace to me was not without effect. No, I worked harder than all of them. Yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me. Whether then it is I or they, this is what we preach and this is what you believed. Everybody, that's your come-to-Jesus moment. That is the gospel. Whatever you're discussing today, whether it's politics, whatever you're shouting at the news, whatever you're having conversations with, with people at the workplace, with your family, this is of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, that he was buried. See, and what you have in the, in the New Testament are eyewitness accounts, not just one guy who said, I saw something, and then everybody kind of believed it. You had over 500 people at the same time have the same eyewitness account. It matters. You can trust Jesus, and you can trust Jesus where you can't trust anybody else in a way that you can't trust anybody else, and he died for you. He loves you, and just like Paul, who doesn't, who understands he doesn't deserve any of it, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. We can all say that today, and so can everybody you know when they come to know Jesus. You are what you are, and God loves you. Jesus loves you. All right, we'll be back with hour two, and uh, as soon as we uh, take a little break here, this is Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow. We'll be back as the Tuesday edition continues. 
Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.